Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 430, the 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. And a very special happy birthday to my mother, and thanks to God for her wonderful faith and inspiration. Many happy returns. Also, in the parish of Surface Paradise here, we're farewelling Father Peter Dillon, the parish priest, who finishes up and starts a new role in the Archdiocese. And may God bless his new ministry, and we give thanks for all the wonderful service and care that he has given this parish. God bless. A quality that describes God in the readings this weekend is forbearance. This is defined as patience, being long-suffering, tolerance, the act of refraining from enforcing a debt, obligation or a right. That's from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary Online. God is all-powerful, but gentle, and always wants to give us time to change, time for transformation and for repentance. I, for one, am extremely glad that God is very, very patient. God gives us time to be fully transformed by his wonderful gospel. I'm sure we've all benefited from that most reassuring of divine qualities, mercy and forbearance. This is Faith, Hope and Love. See, I have God for my help, the Lord sustains my soul. I will sacrifice to you with willing heart, and praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello everyone. And welcome to this 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time. We gather together as God's people, so as to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries, let us first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you came to reconcile us to the Father and to one another. Lord, have mercy. You heal the wounds of our sin and division. Christ, have mercy. You intercede for us with the Father. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God. Oh. 
Let us pray for the grace to keep God's law. Show favour, O Lord, to your servants, and mercifully increase the gifts of your grace, that made fervent in hope, faith and charity, they may be ever watchful in keeping your commands. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Book of Wisdom There is no God besides you, Lord, whose care is for all people to whom you should prove that you have not judged unjustly. For your strength is the source of righteousness, and your sovereignty over all causes you to spare all. For you show your strength when people doubt the completeness of your power, and you rebuke any insolence among those who know it. Although you are sovereign in strength, you judge with mildness, and with great forbearance you govern us. For you have power to act whenever you choose. Through such works you have taught your people that the righteous must be kind, and you have filled your children with good hope, because you give repentance for sins. The Word of the Lord Lord, you are good and forgiving. O Lord, you are good and forgiving, full of love to all who call. Give heed, O Lord, to my prayer, and attend to the sound of my voice. All the nations shall come to adore you, and glorify your name, O Lord. For you are great, and do marvellous deeds, you who alone are God. But you, God of mercy and compassion, slow to anger, O Lord, abounding in love and truth, turn and take pity on me. Lord, you are good and forgiving. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Blessed are you, Father of heaven and earth, 
You have revealed to little ones the mysteries of the kingdom. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus put before the crowds a parable. The kingdom of God may be compared to a king who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first and bind them into bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. Jesus told the crowds all these things in parables. Without a parable, he told them nothing. This was to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth to speak in parables. I will proclaim what has been hidden from the foundation of the world. Then Jesus left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man, the field is the world, and the good seeds are the children of the kingdom, the weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears listen. The Gospel of the Lord God is all-powerful, but is gentle and always wants to give us time to change, to transform and to repent. I love the lines in the first reading. They're so beautiful. It gives us a deep insight into God's nature and God's message. Lord, although your strength is sovereign, you judge us in mildness. You govern us with forbearance, and by these you teach us to be kind and have hope because you allow us to repent of our sins. Beautiful. And thank goodness God gives us time to repent, and God is very patient. 
we're very fortunate for God's extreme forbearance. The more I delve into the beauty of the Gospels, the more I realize that in the end, the Gospel is about profound kindness, compassion and love as found in God. I wish I could say that in every situation, particularly the trying times, that I've responded with only kindness and compassion. I wish I could say that, but sometimes I haven't. Sometimes we don't. But I do know that we certainly can say that we all want to be kind, especially in the trying situations. We want to be ever more gentle and compassionate and understanding, merciful and just. And God is at work to grant this in our lives. God is at work in that desire that continues to grow until it comes to fullness. The gospel this weekend uses, among other examples, the image of the kingdom being like the yeast a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour till it was leavened all the way through. Surely our mission as Christians is very fittingly described just as that. We each seek to implement the good news of Jesus in a holistic way. That is, we desire that our discipleship flows right through every aspect of our own lives, and that the gospel becomes part of everything, not merely something that's been added on or tacked on to the end of an otherwise non-Christian setup, but rather it's worked in, kneaded in, like someone's kneading the yeast in the dough. And it becomes an integral part of who we are and what we do. And just like yeast, it's mixed seamlessly into the flour. It becomes part of it and then raises the whole thing up to a new and more beautiful creation. All of us are like that too in our daily lives and mission. Daily, we get glimpses of the kingdom at work in our everyday lives. The Spirit is working into and amongst the everyday events and values of our days. As Christians, we're all called to be leaven in the dough. We're called to be so much part of society as to be integral, necessary, and all the while bringing the life, joy, and compassion of the gospel effortlessly into everything we do and say, and often not only even in a very obvious way, but perfectly naturally, being part of God's transformation of all things into God's image. In today's gospel, Jesus also tackles the age-old question, why are there bad things in the world? Why does God allow bad people to do bad things? Why does God permit the destructive to thrive alongside the constructive? I suppose we can all be glad that God doesn't dispose of anyone who's imperfect. Truly, thank goodness that God doesn't strike down with a bolt of lightning anyone who's ever sinned or made a mistake or who was weak or not entirely living up to the gospel message. I, for one, am very glad that God is extremely patient, that God gives us time to be fully transformed by his gospel. And I'm sure that we've all benefited from that most reassuring divine quality, forbearance and mercy. Contradictions exist, not only around us, but also in our own individual lives. We too live with the wheat and the weeds within our own heart. For all our good intentions and efforts, we probably continue to struggle with some issues, some contradictions all our lives. The garden of our soul will always need a little bit of weeding. These inner struggles will continue to call us to conversion, 
And we'll continue to need to call on the Lord and allow God to be a gardener of our souls. Knowing the weeds and wheat within our own individual lives too can help us to be just that little bit more patient and compassionate of the weeds and wheat around us, in our families, communities, or even in our church. This is not an invitation to complacency. We can never merely say, look, this is just who I am with my sins, and this is as good as it gets. I'm not trying any harder. God always calls us upward and forward and wants us to keep growing in grace and with his grace and continuing to foster those virtues and never stop being open to the transforming grace of God. But it's a reminder for us to stay real and see the big picture as well. God has unconditional love for us. God made us. We are God's beloved sons and daughters. And the Lord sees into our hearts. And he sees the enormous potential and possibilities that lie within us. God sees us as we truly are. And he loves us. God gives us time and grace in order that we might foster the virtues and positive attributes of the kingdom and allow God to transform and heal those areas that are in dire need of forgiveness and conversion. God clearly appears to err on the side of human freedom so that we can be fully free to respond with love to all that God wants for us. The all-powerful God has deliberately constrained himself to permit what God obviously values very, very highly, human free will and choice. This is an enormous gift and an awful responsibility. We know that many people have used their God-given gifts of free will to do great acts of charity and love, really saintly things that have helped so many and left the place better than when they arrived. Sadly, we also know that throughout history, many people have used their God-given gift of freedom to do terrible harm, shocking acts, acts of great evil and destruction. It was never God's intention for people to use that freedom to do harm. God never gave permission for wrongdoing, but people have tragically abused this gift for they have the power, they have the freedom. But it is freedom to be everything God wants us to be, not freedom to do as we please or to destroy what we don't understand or don't like. One thing is certain, we're invited to focus more and more on doing as much good as we can, of being people of kindness and mercy, people of justice and compassion in deeper and deeper ways with each passing day. Let us not allow the hurts and sins of this world from stopping us doing yet more good. Let us love even in the face of hatred. Let us show mercy even when we're not witnessing it. Let us love more deeply each day. And when the weeds around us might otherwise prompt us to respond with negativity, bitterness, revenge or hate, where sin or hurt abounds, let us assure that the grace, kindness and forbearing love of Christ all the more abounds in all that we do and say. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. 
he descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us ask our loving God to hear our prayers for the building up of the kingdom. For all people, that the Spirit will be with us when we find it hard to pray. With hope we pray. For the baptised, that the seed of faith instilled in our hearts may grow ever stronger. With hope we pray. For those in need of reconciliation, that they may know how compassionate our God is. With hope we pray. For our faith family, that we will be showing forth God's power. With hope we pray. For the gentle repose of those who have died, that in mercy God may welcome them into heaven, especially those for whom we now pray. With hope we pray. All-knowing God, you know the secrets of our heart. We humbly ask you to hear these prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. O God, who in the one perfect sacrifice brought to completion varied offerings of the law, 
Accept, we pray, this sacrifice from your faithful servants, and make it holy as you blessed the gifts of Abel, so that what each has offered to the honour of your majesty may benefit the salvation of all. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Preface 2 of Sundays in Ordinary Time The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For out of compassion for the waywardness that is ours, he humbled himself and was born of the Virgin. By the passion of the cross he freed us from unending death, and by rising from the dead he gave us life eternal. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, 
and Mark our bishop and his assistant, and all the clergy, remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection. And all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death, gave life to the world, free me by this most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commands and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. The Communion Antiphon 
The Lord, the gracious, the merciful, has made a memorial of his wonders. He gives food to those who fear him. And now a prayer for spiritual communion, in union with those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet, post-communion prayer and reflection. What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray.
Graciously be present to your people, we pray, O Lord, and lead those you have imbued with heavenly mysteries to pass from former ways to newness of life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks, everyone. It's wonderful to join together to praise God and to offer special intentions for those near to us. And may God sustain you this week with his grace and love. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.